Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello. What the heck am I doing here? It's a Friday. I know. Probably I should have been here on Wednesday, but I think some of us who attended prom needed a couple of extra days of rest. I'm here to give you just a tiny little intro, just a, just a smidge of an intro into the very, very special night that we spent last Friday, March 11th, 2022, at Torrance High School in Torrance, California, aka Sunnydale High School. We gathered together hundreds of us to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You're going to hear from us. You're going to hear from Morgan and LaToya from Angel on Top. You're going to hear from Evan Ross Katz. You're going to hear from Joanna Robinson. It's a really, really, really beautiful time that we spent, and today is actually the last day that you can watch this show. It was on video on demand for seven days, and today it will expire. So if listening is not enough for you uh, and you want to see the PowerPoint presentation we do at the end, or if you'd like to hear the live music that Jenny played, that's only available on the Moment House site. So to find that, you just go to momenthouse.com slash buffering the vampire slayer. Again, it expires at 8 p.m. Eastern time tonight, Friday night, March 18th. Over there, you can see us. You can see us on stage. You can see our faces. You can hear the six amazing songs that Jenny sang. You can also see that PowerPoint presentation. But don't worry, when we get to the PowerPoint, I've also linked a copy of that PowerPoint presentation in today's show notes. And you'll hear me pop in as a little voice of God. That's dramatic. But you know what I mean uh, when we get to that point in the taping. Two other things to tell you before we roll on into this very special show. You'll hear us speak with the wonderful Evan Ross Katz, whose book, Into Every Generation a Slayer is Born, How Buffy Staked Our Hearts, just came out this week. We are also going to be talking to Evan at length about the book. So please stay tuned because in early April, you'll get a longer conversation with Evan. And again, the title of that book is Into Every Generation, A Slayer is Born, How Buffy Staked Our Hearts. Evan Ross Katz, you should grab yourself a copy. The second thing is that today is also the last day to snag yourself exclusive prom merchandise. It is available only if you had a ticket to the event itself or if you have a ticket to the Moment House show. If you're a ticket holder, you know that secret link to that store. Go on over there because it's going to be gone tomorrow. And if you want to get that merch and you haven't yet, you can go on over to momenthouse.com slash buffering the vampire slayer. We've got t-shirts and crops and hoodies and pins and they're all very special and after tomorrow they will no longer be available we had the most wonderful time we will thank everyone in episode but my goodness thank you all for joining with us virtually and in person and i'm going to be quiet now and let you listen to the show
Okay, hold on, hold on. Jenny, Jenny, do you want to do the thing you wanted to do? Jenny, okay, so hi. So, Jenny really wanted to have us run down the aisle and up the ramp. But I, actually, let me show you. I'm wearing Jenko's. So I said no. <laughs> However, without further ado, Jenny Owen Youngs. <laughs> Hello. Wow. Have you ever, like, had that feeling that you're sitting inside of Sunnydale fucking <laughs> high school? I'm having that feeling right now, actually. I'm also having the feeling that I just ran. Yeah, you see? <laughs> That's exactly what I was talking about. So this, this was the first look, was the jackets. Um, but the, the real look, and you saw my Jenkos, but do you, want to, do you want to show the people what you're wearing for your 90s look? Jenny Owen Young's modeling carpenter jeans, a flannel, and a Nirvana sliver t-shirt. I had this shirt in high school, for real. And I was like, maybe I could get, maybe I could source one, but now they are $900. And I did not approve that on the budget item. <laughs> As a budget item. I also would like to confess that I never actually wore a chain wallet. I know. I did a lot of other things. I smoked a lot. cigarettes, you know. I rode on my shell tops, but I didn't. But I put this outfit on, and I was like, there's no way that this outfit can be complete without a chain. It's just not. It looks very natural on you. It looks like you were born. You came out of the womb. Yeah, well, the little attached to what nobody knows. We were. <laughs> That's what gets you. You never know. You never know with me. Uh, we were talking to one of our friends backstage, and she was like, "Every time your chain hits the like plastic school chair, I like am transported back." Oh. <laughs> uh, so, we're here, we're doing something very special tonight, and we're, I'm nervous. Are you nervous? I am uncharacteristically nervous. Well, I was, I was, we were talking about this backstage, and I'm like, I don't know why I'm so nervous, and then I realized it's because we're at a high school and I had no whiskey at all. <laughs> None! Whew. So I can really feel everything happening inside of my body. <laughs> Um, we have some special guests. I know you cheered for them uh, already, but how excited are we to hear from our nemesises, first of all? Yes. Not my nemesises. I think that you are their nemesises if they say you are. Like, I, don't, I think just I you... did not consent <laughs> we'll to this discuss, food. We'll discuss this when they come up to, to stage. Um, I have a favor to ask of you as well while it's on my mind. Actually, you wanted to say Yeah, it. I wanted to take control here because this is a uh, technological issue and Pod Dad rules supreme over all tech, as you know. Um, 
Please take your phones off the Wi-Fi if they're on the Wi-Fi. We are broadcasting. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, to a whole bunch of people who weren't able to be here in person, and we want to make sure that their feed is as crisp and clean as possible. Hi, Mom. <laughs> oh, yeah, also, hi, Mom. And Dad. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so Morgan and Toy are going to come up here. We have Evan Ross Katz here with us. It's, Very exciting. It's not a big deal. He just wrote a fucking book uh, about Buffy. Also, for those of you who ordered it and got it signed, these were like the first copies that Evan signed. And, they, and he signed them in Sunnydale High School, which is so fucking cool. You're welcome. And then uh, we also have Joanna Robinson. I don't know if you've <laughs> heard of her. She's cool. She's pretty cool. Um, and we are taking you through, this, and this is the other reason I think we're both a little more nervous than usual, is normally we have, you know, four acts of a television show, uh, characters we know, to move through. But tonight, we are doing our favorite moments from inside of Sunnydale High School. So, yeah. So, we had, we had all of our guests pick their moment. We're going to show you the clips that they picked, and then we're going to talk. I, fun, right? Yeah. I love... The like eight of you who just need to woo after everything, you keep, you do, you keep me alive. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, there, there uh, are at least eight people who are still into me talking. Thank God. Um, so that's the plan for the evening. Um, and I'm going to say, and see now you can't even do your mom is drunk chant because mom is, f I know. <laughs> I fucking know. Um, but I'm just going to say thank you for being here, and this is definitely the most overwhelming experience we have ever had, ever. It is, uh, I don't know, maybe some of you had tickets to go to the prom April 2020. Anybody? Yeah. Alba, did you just raise your hand? Alba Macker here! Wow, we could have met you at prom. Um, the prom that never was, but it's been a couple of years in a lot of ways. Um, and it is, it's been a yeah. couple years in a lot of ways. Mostly just the one, but also maybe some others that we haven't yet explored, but perhaps we will this very eve. Kristen, can I ask you a question? Please, Jenny. I've been really wanting to know, we both have these Letterman jackets, which may or may not be enchanted. Uh, <laughs> TBD. <laughs> I, I took mine off immediately. <laughs> I did not. Uh, I wanted to ask, what, uh, what did you letter in at Sunnydale High? What do you mean? Why do you have a varsity jacket? What are you participating in in the varsity level? Do you have a guess? Because I have an answer. Are there varsity jackets for theater? Um, first of all, why don't you rewind the fucking tape and say that again and be Sorry. nice to us theater Ooh. kids? <laughs> okay. You didn't say it again. Wow, I bet there's varsity jackets for theater. Oh, and then would you have the little masks on the jacket? Because you have the icon for... Yeah, I mean, that wasn't, that is what I would literally have my letter for, but I had an answer for the, for the sport I am most talented at. Is it hacky sack? The year is 1999. Yeah, no, it's devil sticks. Uh, <laughs> you remember? 
Yeah. No, it was hula hooping. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anybody brought a hula hoop, but I can prove this. Did, you should have brought a hula hoop. I you know. have a hula ha hoop that comes apart for travel. <laughs> Listen, I've lived a long life, okay? <laughs> My career has taken me many, many bizarre mm. places. <laughs> uh, Jenny, what would your letter be for? Whoa. <laughs> Yeah. It's like reading comic books, marching band. I could picture you, oh, there you go. March, were you in marching band in high For, school? For um, one game, but. What the, happened? The sousaphone was very heavy, and it was too painful to play, so I retired. So you? I had an injury. Wait, but. You, you learned to play the sousaphone. Well, I already played the tuba in band. I'm actually very cool. <laughs> Unlike some theater nerds I know. So the sousaphone is the same thing. It just wraps around you like a boa constrictor and drags you down to earth while you try to force incredible amounts of air through it. And then you did actually get injured or you were like, fuck this. I was like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> My neck hurts. <laughs> oh, there's something about these two pieces of hair that like just makes me feel like I'm in the in like the bathroom at high school and I'm about to be like, you want to sneak out for a cigarette, you know? Please, anybody? I know. So, is, is Stacy here? Stacy, there's probably 50 Stacys here. Stacy with the dare uh, fanny pack with the cigarettes. Yeah, we talked. We had a whole thing. I know where to find my cigarettes later. Okay. So we're here to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I realized something, uh, for those of you who are having so much fun already that you want to come immediately back the next time we do something here, which is that in two years, we could have the 25th high school reunion <laughs> for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Because they all, gra yeah, I don't know, that was a mixed, it was really mixed out there. Uh, Perhaps the crushing weight of mortality. <laughs> wait, wait, maybe it was because everybody was doing... Hellmath. Oh, yeah. Maybe they were doing Hellmath. I'm getting better at these fucking jingles. All right. Um, oh. Six years later. <laughs> I was trying to get the hang of this shit. <laughs> I'm running the videos, the music. I, I got your jacket made for you. you I know appreciate I mean? that. So, Jenny, is there anything else that... Because we, we are... Um, we're saving our pick for last. Um, yeah, because it, it, it requires... It, there's a lot of, like, science involved. Um, we have, like... Quadratic equation. Yeah. Jenny has a... I don't... Should I not tell them what you have? Oh, you have it right there. Do you want to show them what you're going to use later? I'll show them one, one of my okay. scientific props. It's a clipboard. I borrowed it from Angie. Thanks, Angie, for the use of your clipboard. <laughs> hey, actually, you make a really good point. How about up at the top here, we thank, first of all, uh, we have a team here at Torrance, Alyssa, Chris, Larry, and Larry. Who, two, two Larrys! No waiting. Two Larrys. Chris. And I might repeat myself tomorrow for those of you who will be joining us, but Chris was the person planning events here when Buffy the Vampire Slayer was being filmed. 
they're so destroyed. He's got stories. I'm just saying, find him tomorrow night. He's got stories. Uh, and also, Angie, who's over there. I see you, Angie. Angie! Angie and the whole team that Angie has brought in, everyone here has been so incredible. So thank you. And then we are streaming to about 600 other people right now because of Kristen on the, great name, Kristen on the camera. Uh, John Mark and Morgan in the back here. So it's just a lot of, a lot of humans putting a lot of love into this space. So thank you everyone. And um, Jenny, I don't know. Do you have any other uh, things you want to say before we try to settle this fucking feud once and for all? Only that I never entered a feud to my knowledge and I can't wait to greet my very best pod friends when they ascend to the stage. Uh, Morgan, Latoya, are you here? Are you here with us? Can you please, if you dare. Come on, come on up here. Get a look at these friggin' outfits. Do you know that this is the first fucking time that the four of us have ever been in a physical space together? Like, I had never. I know. I know. It's wild. So, hi. Hi. Oh, my God. Hi. Oh my, God. my chain wallet is caught on something. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, okay. little Jenny. Hello, Justine Jr. Little. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rattle that wallet chain. <laughs> You just worried. refer to me as the first words out of your mouth. We're referring to me as Justine Jr. Incredible. Well, feud, 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 feud. Sounds like the feud is with Kristen to me. <laughs> you watch yourself. Also, I'm just gonna go out and say that like some people were very afraid to chant feud. I was like, however, Alba was chanting so loud in the front row. Alba. I was like, dude, yeah. Um, well, welcome. Oh my gosh, thank you for having us. How are you feeling? Oh, you know, not at all terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Super normal. Thank so, thank you for inviting us into your jar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and your Thank you for entering my jar. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty crowded in here with these two scents skittering around. <laughs> <laughs> skittering? <laughs> um, um, wow. You, you all, you all picked a clip. Mm -hmm. I've set everybody up. You know, they know what to expect. Um, your clip is, is, it's a short clip, and it is a very specific pick. So I don't know if you want to say anything about it before or if you'd prefer I just play it. Um, if, if you don't mind, Morgan, I just want to say, oh, you know, over on Angel on Top, we really care about the classics, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Sophocles. Uh, Absolutely. The immortal bard, William Shakespeare. Sir mm -hmm. Kenneth Branagh. Uh-huh. I like how we kept them far apart from each other to like dilute their power. Yeah, if we can feed off each other, it's way too dangerous. And, and if I may preface this clip, I just would like to say that you asked us this and this was our immediate response. Wow. Like it, it was so fast, the speed with which we got back to you with this option, it was unreal, really. So, okay, well, let's, because let's we share hit it, one brain cell. Let's hit it, bitch. Hit it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, ruler of my 
country, Oedipus. You see our company around the altar, I, the priest of Zeus. Ha ha. They prophesied that I should kill my father, but he is dead and hidden deep in the soil. But surely I must fear my mother's bed. Oh, Oedipus, Oedipus, unhappy Oedipus, that is all I can call you and all that I ever Darkness and horror of darkness, unfolding, restless, visitant, sped by an ill wind in haste. Madness and madness and stabbing pain and and um oh oh memory of uh, ill deeds I have done. us to say anything in addition to that. I feel like it speaks for itself. I have some questions. All right. Individually, what are your experiences personally with high school theater? Did you do it? Remember, she's very judgy. I'm just here. I'm very curious. Did I do it? I was president of drama club. Thank you. Okay. And my administration was a kind one and a thoughtful one, and we got shit done. <laughs> Were there any feuds during your reign? I have none that I can disclose. <laughs> I mean, none that I can talk about with you guys right now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it got contentious sometimes. Wait. Absolutely, it wouldn't be high school theater if it didn't. What was your What was the favorite your favorite show in high school that you did? Oh, um, I really liked when we did Into the Woods. I was one of the stepsisters. <laughs> it was Florinda. She's the one who loses the toe, gang. <laughs> La Latoya. I don't know if you've noticed, I don't have theater kid energy. <laughs> but I did take a, a drama class in high school as well as a couple of drama classes in college, you know, Shakespeare, Stoppard. Mm. Maybe you've heard of them? No. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. I'm just lowly Justine Jr. <laughs> uh, okay, second question mm -hmm. for each of you. Have either of you ever yourselves or have you ever known anyone who accidentally, like because of a prophecy, accidentally and unknowingly had intimate relations with their mother? <laughs> Well, over on Angel on Top season four. We're experiencing something. I just like, rather difficult. I was like, do I have a jingle for this? I don't think I even do. Nobody yeah, do should have a, have a jingle for this. I, you didn't oh. ask for this. Nobody ever does. There we go. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Jenny actually has a theory um, from, from the angel verse for you that can connect this. Even, Ooh, even in a way that doesn't make us all want to just vomit at Yeah, the I don't want to gag in front of these nice people. I don't think, anyway. I don't know. Jenny, do you want to say your, your theory? Um, or your yes, whatever? but um, could you remind me very quietly what it is? <laughs> Please hold. Wouldn't have happened on the Angel oh, on Top yeah! live show. <laughs> okay. Point. I can't wait for this one. Point. Angel yeah. was 
sired, or some might say created, mm-hmm. by Darla, who yeah, then right. he most certainly <laughs> engaged. Well, Cordy's always saying Connor's just like his dad. <laughs> <laughs> She's I thought told this was so many times. I thought it was. I gonna... thought it'd be more revelatory. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is the response I got when I compared Gwendolyn Post to Hermione. So <laughs> yeah. now you know what it fucking feels like. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> it's hard being right all the time. <laughs> um, I, I I understand like we all watch the scene and it's phenomenal, but I do want to hear just like a tiny bit about why you think that it was the first thing to come to both of you out of. Three, I mean, it's, there's three seasons of, of moments in the high school. Because we knew this is how we would feel. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we planned in advance, you know, with our release schedule. But I also think, like, it's just, despite everything that has happened to these teens, they are still teens. And that is, uh, to me, the most important part of Buffy. It's the idea that, like, even though they're fighting demons and they're, like, keeping the world from ending, they still have to do this dumb fucking play because the principal (laughs) said. And, like, that Buffy, you can just see that she's, like, seething over the indignity. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I save all of your asses all the time and you don't even know about it and I have to read this stupid play. Fine. Oedipus, Oedipus, that is all you ever, like... (laughs) Like, go off, queen, give us nothing. (laughs) And Morgan and I will be performing that tomorrow. Yeah, we will be doing it tomorrow for all of you. Is is Jill going to be the willow? (laughs) If we can wrangle her. I will hold you to that. You have a lot of people that just witnessed that promise. Binding contract. Yeah. It's been wild because, like, you know, we haven't been back in seasons one, two, or three in, in quite some time, and we did a journey through some of these episodes, and it is a totally different thing. It yeah. is a totally different thing. And even the way, like, Giles is responding to them in the audience, it's like, that Giles is no more, you know? <laughs> Everyone is tired now. <laughs> <laughs> so tired. Everyone's really tired. They would not have fucking done Oedipus if it was season seven. Maybe they should. They would have been like, yeah, there's a fucking dead monster on the stage. So I don't know. It's Sunnydale. We need a beer, you know? (laughs) What I can't fathom is why they let Xander have so many lines. Like, (laughs) he he was never going to remember that. Like, when he's like pulling for that line, I'm like, how did we not all see this coming? (laughs) Like, he should have had them written on his hand. But when you think about the fact that Willow has massive stage fright and Buffy is like, I'm literally supposed to be saving the fucking world. Mm-hmm. Like, Xander might be your pick. He's the only option. He's the yeah. only one. Yeah. That was the hardest he ever tried in high school. <laughs> you can really see the effort, which is something that goes away after a while. <laughs> oh my god. He also put a lot of effort into swimming. Yes. Oh. He tried what a good really hard. He put in a very good effort. <laughs> Are we all, yeah. all four of us straight women at this? Oh, yes. Yes, four completely straight, four women. straight women. Are we all into Xander in a Speedo? Is everybody into it? I, I mean, like, I, I was that positive. Yeah, I'll say it. I'm not a coward. He looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't speaking. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> four out of four straight women agree. <laughs> it cannot be denied. Mm-hmm. Now, go ahead. How do you all feel about Xander in a Speedo? Straight women. Okay, everyone. I was like, I heard okay, more booze. You all got shamed out of booing. We're not yucking your yuck. Yeah, I'm yumming your yuck. I yeah, love it. Yeah, love, love to yum a yuck. I, I quit the podcast. 
that's my line. So, okay, so is there, I think, I think my last question, and maybe you have a, another question. No, you're good? Okay. Um, is, is there anything that either of us could do to mend, to, to sort of like bridge, to get to, to, to seal the... Well, you guys don't know, these two already put a hit out on me at the beginning of the night. Yeah, the second LaToya gets here, there was a trap. I'm very Kristen afraid about what's going to walked out me. of the room conveniently, and then I just crashed <laughs> and burned. <laughs> the floor is really slippery in the green room, but we didn't know yeah. until LaToya fell. <laughs> They're me. not lying, except for the part that I did it. I did not do it. I didn't, I didn't do it, but like the power that I would harness if I could actually do that from outside of the room is kind of impressive. Hot, yeah. You know? <laughs> Thank you. I mean, uh, evil people are hot. So this. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Lila Morgan, stand yeah. up. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so, so is that a no? There is nothing we can do? I mean... I don't know. You got money? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got money? Yeah, how much money you have? We have some cash, actually. Ooh, we can grease okay. these wheels. Yeah, we can, we can take care of this. I'll just get my duct tape wallet out of my pocket. Yeah, would you mind? <laughs> Look, the feud must always continue. It's really like the fire that allows me to... What if, like, job. Jenny plays you beautiful music? Will that help? No, that's like a <laughs> hard no. I can't imagine it hurting. Morgan is wavering. <laughs> what if I play glockenspiel with Jenny? Playing? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, did it. We're only missing Latoya. I did not agree to this, Morgan. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, no, never mind. The feud rages on forever. You see now see the power of keeping them far apart. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, well, do you have anything else you'd like to say to these beautiful people before um, Jenny plays you a song to woo you into being not in a feud with us anymore? Thanks um, for coming. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for not booing us out of the building. <laughs> Morgan and fucking LaToya, everyone. Um, well, here we are again, back at our desk. I always feel like, especially with these mics, I feel like I'm like in uh, breaking news. Yeah. Um, all right, Jenny. Well, we should probably call somebody very important up here with us. We should. It just so happens that the human that like wrote this book is going to come up here next. Evan, how do you feel about it? Do you feel good about it? Do you want to come and join us? Are you feeling in the mood? Evan Ross Welcome. Thank you, thank you. Look at your sweater. Just look at it. It's very beautiful. I just wanted to fit in, you know, and just not stand out at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it blends. Blend. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah. Definitely. Low key. Um, Evan, congratulations Thanks. on your book. Thank you. <laughs> I, I like, I know this isn't really the point, but I, I started reading this book and it opens and Evan is, ta and is talking about the musical Rent. Heard of it? <laughs> and then, and I don't know, maybe this is a deep cut, but then you bring in Sarah Shulman, who wrote People in Trouble, which was sort of what Rent was kind of scooped from. If you don't know about it, whatever. And that was when I fell in love with you, Evan. <laughs> this is all moving so fast. Should I go? <laughs> yeah. No, we need anyway, you. <laughs> I just like it's just it's lovely to have you here, and you are not only um, very very well versed in Buffy, but I believe you are like a Sarah Michelle Geller scholar. Is that the term? I use the term historian, but historian. I think scholar no scholar certainly works. I mean, it's okay. of the same ilk. 
Do you have a lot of scrolls? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the text is kept on scrolls just to preserve it, you know? I think that's all about preserving her memory. And I mean, obviously begins with Buffy, but you know, you have All My Children, Scooby-Doo, Cruel Intentions. There's, there's a lot on those scrolls. In case you doubted the historian <laughs> scholar level. And we can go deep cuts, like Simply Irresistible, you know, Harvard Man, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Evan, have you been here before? Have you been to Torrance? I have not, and it was so surreal pulling up for all the obvious reasons, but no, never, but wow. Yeah. Well, welcome. Yeah, thank you, thank you. We have, we have kind of a lot to cover here, because we want to talk about your book, but we also want to play a clip. And yeah. you, and, you and Joanna both picked some meaty clips, okay? Juicy. So you're, we're going to, yeah, we're going to get juicy. I hope everybody's buckled in. Are you ready to watch I'm, this clip with everybody? Of course Do you want to set it up at all? Do you want to tell them what they're about to see? All I want to say is that, you know, when choosing clips around the high school, there was one character that came to mind that for me sort of, you know, is embedded in the high school, <laughs> and that was Faith. I thought we needed faith. You don't like to think about the future. You don't like to make plans. But unless you want faith to gut your friend like a sea bass, you'll show a little respect for your elders. You're not my elder. I got a lot of years on you. Yeah, and that's just one of the things you're gonna have to deal with. You're immortal. She's not. It's not easy. I married my Edna May in all three, and I was with her right until the end. Not a pretty picture. Wrinkled and senile and cursing me for my youth. Wasn't our happiest time. And let's forget the fact that any moment of true happiness will turn you evil. <sighs> I mean, come on, what kind of a life can you offer her? I don't see a lot of Sunday picnics in the offing. She's skulking in the shadows, hiding from the sun. She's a blossoming young girl. And you want to keep her from the life she should have until it's passed her by. And by God, I think that's a little selfish. Is that what you came back from hell for? Is that your greater purpose? Make the trade. Mr. Mayor, I had no idea you were... I'm terribly sorry. No, it's I who should apologize. I mean, coming down here at night, <laughs> what must you be thinking? But you see, I just needed to... Uh, no, don't do that! <laughs> the perfect cut. <laughs> I love that you think of Sunnydale High and then you think Faith, because she doesn't even go here! But it's she's true. so powerful. It's true, but she wills students out of class by merely showing up in windows. Oh. You know, it's a powerful thing. I... <laughs> she, she needs like a warning before recalling that moment. Yes. You know? Such a scene cannot be just invoked willy-nilly. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, this was a good scene that you picked. You know, I, I picked it because I felt like there are very few scenes where you get the full cast together yeah. to begin with, and then on top of that, you add the mayor, and then you add Principal Snyder, and I feel like you get this meeting of all of the great characters in one room together and just all of the different dynamics. Even watching Oz just now interact with the mayor, just strangeness. Oh and, my God, yeah. 
also the scene, like, because I rewatched the episode to talk to you about it, you know, and the scene right before this is when Oz knocks over the fucking urn because he's like, fuck you, we're saving Willow. Ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, okay, first of all, do, do I have your permission, since Faith is what conjured this scene for you, do I have uh, your permission to play Faith's jingle? Is that... Please. She's from Boston, keeps it spot and doesn't need any frills. Seems like she's the only one who's taking care of herself. Don't call her loser, she's a bruiser with the power and skill. But the demons deep inside her are the hardest to kill. Also, I know, okay, okay, sorry, so, Jenny, go ahead, go ahead, before you explode. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I, <laughs> I was just going to say, do we all feel like Principal Snyder wants to be eaten by the mayor a little bit? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. watching that scene, I was like, he's kind of probably into it yeah. in that last. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, now, Jenny, please, go ahead, say I, a smart I, thing. A kink that can only exist on the Hellmouth. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I really loved rewatching this episode and this scene um, because, man, it's so, like, thank you, um, so incredibly special to see the mayor, like, give his speech, all these great reasons why, you know, Buffy and Angel have some thinking to do. And then he's so disgusted with them for not listening to reason that right. he's just like, make the trade. Right. Bless. That's all. I just love, it. I actually like this show a lot. So I don't know, a lot of you don't know that about me. Yeah. But. No, and well two, chosen. yeah, thank you. And two, I feel like in that moment, you can kind of watch Angel and David Boreanaz's performance and realize that the character is realizing that some of what the mayor is saying is starting to soak in, and then that leads us to the prom. And so I feel like a lot happens in this scene. And then also just, again, that dynamic between the mayor and Principal Snyder is just kind of, I don't want to say erotic, but there's just some sort of underlying tension. It's no, charged you, as hell. Yeah, charged. If you were going to say erotic, this would be the Great. place yeah, yeah. to say it. And also, I mean, and we all know this. We're all here because we know this, but it's just like the, the mayor is so, was so delicious, I think, even at the top of the season. But like now when we're in here and he's like really starting to lose his shit, it's so, Harry Groner is so fucking good. So good. And then coming off of Spike and Drusilla in season two, you're kind of like, okay, well, can we get another great big bad coming off of that and I feel like they they managed to. They did it. Adam then, I don't know if we kept the momentum, <laughs> but like we had a thing going. You don't think that a demon that takes a floppy drive in the upper left corner I don't know of about his him. chest? No? Didn't work for you, Evan? Sorry. Alright, fine. Adam. <laughs> you know, all you hear, all I hear when I hear Adam is, mommy. Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we should, let's talk about your book for a second. Should Please. we do that? Uh, Jenny, Jenny has a particular segment that really meant a lot to her. So you I'm gonna... talk to Mark Lucas. <laughs> she was like, oh my God, I can get Riley into the high school themed conversation. <laughs> Let me add him. I have a word highlighted. I hope you're not, you don't feel disrespected that I highlighted in your book, but it felt <laughs> very important. The word that I highlighted that you wrote in your amazing, beautiful book is Briley. <laughs> I just want to verify that it is the only word highlighted on either one of those two pages. It makes pages. sense. It makes it's sense. One little... This oh. is so good. It's so much better than Ruffy. It's so 
weird and like tactile and kind of like abrasive, mm. which some would say feels appropriate for the yeah. pairing. Maybe not me, but like some people. Well, can we get a can we get like a an opinion there from you, Evan? Where do you fall on the Buffy? Where Briley? Where do you fall on the Briley? Uh, you know, scale. more favorable about the relationship early on when his character was very different and a little bit more happy-go-lucky. I think uh, when we moved into the season five territory, it was a little bit like, what are you doing here? But I kind of felt like after Primeval, I thought that we were kind of done. And then when he showed up in Buffy versus Dracula, I was like, oh, <laughs> he's still going to be around. And then episode nine and episode 10, and he's still there. Um, but then that helicopter came and it was just like, bye. Did you feel any better about him when he came back with a big scar on his face? <sighs> oh. No, no. <laughs> No, I recently rewatched that episode too and I was like, you know, because I missed him and having spoken to the actor, I was like excited to see the character again. But no, 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 no. But what about, what about his wife, Sam? You like her? <laughs> Maybe uh, just, if just Sam had existed separate from Riley, I think we could have a conversation. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what yeah. if Sam and Buffy were to have gotten together? Well, hello. Okay. That's what we're talking about. Sam comes in, she's a customer at the Double Me Palace, sees Buffy, tells her, you don't need to be working here. They run off, get married happily ever yes. after. Yeah, totally. A perfect story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, don't we have a... I think I put it in the lesser used jingles. I might be able to pull Where it Where it up. belongs. <laughs> you want to hear it? Is that what everybody wants? All right. It's the only jingle that I sing because she would never. Yeah. Uh, Jenny, did you have any more Briley? As I have a, a question for you as well, um, because you, you talk to like a fuck ton of people in this book. Like, listen, if you, think, did you move in with Sarah Michelle Geller? We have a condo though? and it's kind of just like, you know, we both sort of meet up there. Yeah. Uh, kind of yes. like a pied a terre for the two of us to share. Beautiful. <laughs> Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, nobody asked me to play a jingle for a while. I lost the folder. So, okay. Um, but so, so you talked to a lot of people, but when we spoke like off stage, you know, we were talking about that there were a couple of people that didn't that didn't talk to you. And you thought maybe the audience would like to hear a little bit about that? Yes, so I had, the only no from the outset was David Boreanaz. And David Boreanaz's people were like, it is not happening, which I later learned <laughs> through interviews in this book that there is a little bit of a perhaps one-sided feud between David Boreanaz and Nicholas Brendan. Oh my God, just like between Latoya and Jenny. Exactly. What? <laughs> right. It's one-sided. Okay. Wow, which direction does it go? Are we not allowed to know? Uh, it is Nicholas Brendan that has some very choice words for David Boreanaz, um, which you can read about in the book amongst many choice words that Nicholas Brendan has in general. Um, he likes to talk. Um, he really likes to talk. Um, but then Allison and... <laughs> 
Allison and Michelle were two other interviews that I had confirmed for the book. I was obviously very excited to chat with Allison because I don't think she does a lot of talking about Buffy in the years since. Um, and she hasn't done a lot of the public appearances with the rest of the cast. And then when the allegations came out against Joss, uh, I think at that point, Allison's team intervened and said, we will not be talking. I went back to them. Hey, can we have the conversation with some parameters around what we talk about? And the answer was no. And so, yeah, this book includes nine of the 12 original cast members, as well as many other ancillary. But I fucking wanted Allison. Yeah. And knowing she was sort of in my grasp, it feels a little, it will always feel a little incomplete. Um, just because there's so many questions I think we all have for Allison Hannigan about this show and just her time on it. Um, but for now, she will be, she'll remain silent about her experience on the show. Yeah. Which is her, her which is her decision. It's a, you know, I mean, it's it's almost like it's kind of a complicated time to be, you know, talking about Buffy the Vampire totally in a podcast or in a book. Um, yes. Yeah. And it's interesting to that point, there were a lot of interviews that sort of had a part two as a result. And it was interesting. There are several interviews mm -hmm. that we conducted them, hunky dory, everything was great. Allegations come out. I get a phone call. Can we chat again? I'm ready to actually talk. Oh, wow. Yes, and that happened quite a bit. Wow. Danny Strong particularly had some stories that he was finally ready to speak about. And so I think that in many senses, along, amongst the much of the good that came with this, because there is good in all of this, it has given people some freedom to speak their truths. That's fantastic. Yes. I mean, did you hear all of those, those gasps and everything? <laughs> I've never heard any of them respond to anything like that. They're in. You should, you should, if you didn't already get this book, get this book. It's, it's, because it's really, I mean, I think it's like a, it's a love letter also to the show, right? It's not, because there are, there's, there are a lot of things out there uh, that are about Buffy or that are interviews or what have you, but I think that like you are so deeply enamored with this show. It's such a part of your being. And so you are in here but then you also have them in there. And so it's, it's just a gorgeous thing. So thank you for writing it. Thank you. I felt like with all of the discussions that have happened about Buffy through the years, I felt like Sarah Michelle Gellar's performance on the show, I, and this is something that we all spoke about at length because both of them are featured in this book, and the lack of respect given, not by the both of you, but by, and not by the fans, but just in general, to yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar and this performance yes. as Buffy. And so I thought one of the great things that a book like this allows space for is sort of the reframing to say, yes, this show was created by one man, but the heartbeat of this show is vis-a-vis -vis this woman and this performance. And so I thought it was a, just a time to sort of reframe the narrative and celebrate Sarah Michelle Gellar. And so it literally, a lot of the celebrities featured in the book, unfortunately, some of them had not seen Buffy, but agreed to do interviews just because they wanted to praise Sarah Michelle Gellar. And I think that speaks to her and her character and her legacy. Wow. Hell yes. Hell yes. Evan. Um, oh, wait. yes. Sorry, just her whole head was just like just eclipsed one. Evan's head. Speaking of women and their legacies, I just want to thank you so much for making the decision to uh, quote me in your wonderful book saying the phrase a spicy meatball yes thank you what an honor <laughs> two legacies are celebrated in this book at least it's literally the first quote like I was like Jenny the first quote that you have in the book is you saying a spicy meatball thank you thank you for saying it 
Um, Evan, you'll be with us tomorrow night as well, yes? I will indeed. Uh, well, is there anything you would like to impart with this ravenous audience of Buffy fans before you leave us? I just want to say you're for anyone... You're just full of it. You, like, you're full... <laughs> not it. Like, not full of shit. You're just... He's just, like, full of all of the information that anyone ever wanted about this show. You well, know? no, but, like, one question I keep getting is it's, like, is Bianca Lawson in this book? Uh -huh. And Bianca Lawson is in this book, and we get all of the Kendra gossip that was needed. Did you have did you have a did you have a favorite interview? Like was there I mean Sarah, so you, we don't get to count Sarah. I would say Seth Green was my favorite just because I'd always wanted to know why he didn't continue on with the show, and I finally got my answer. Uh, so that was one. And then Mark Lucas, which I dedicated a huge, much bigger than anticipated chunk of the book to, <laughs> because I felt like this man had a lot to say and had been suppressing it for some time, and I felt <laughs> that he was ready to talk, and I was ready to listen. Bless. He's, he's the nicest man. So nice, like, so nice. Just so incredibly nice. We've gotten so many emails from people who are like, I saw Mark Lucas, and he was just across the street, and then I talked to him, and then he like sent me a picture of, like, he's just so, just a good man. A good man so set up for so, failure. I know, it's really, it's really like, we love you, Mark. He, he yeah. knows that, right? Yeah. Well, we also love you, Evan. Yes, I love you both. Thank you for being here. This was like a kismet thing of, uh, like, truly. And I was saying that to, I was like, well, maybe it wasn't totally kismet because the anniversary, but you didn't even I had no plan idea. the book around the anniversary. Could you? I know. But you no, think. it's magic. In retrospect, it's... I planned it that way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it all kind of came together, and I'm just so glad that you could be here with us. Yeah. It's very special. Well, thank you. Yes. Oh. Into every generation, a slayer is born. How Buffy staked our hearts is the book by Evan Ross Cass. Thank you so much. Today's episode is brought to you by Regal Cinemas. If you're anything like me, you deeply enjoy going to the movies. Going to the movies is probably among my top three all-time activities. I love seeing films on the big screen. I also love being around other people who are watching the same movie with me at the same time. And of course, I love eating giant buckets of popcorn. If you feel the same and you like going to the theater, Regal Unlimited is something that just makes sense. Regal Unlimited is the all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two movie visits. You can see any standard 2D movie anytime, no blackout dates, no restrictions. When you want to watch a movie in 4DX or IMAX or RPX or ScreenX, there's so many ways to watch movies these days, your Regal Unlimited membership gets you into those premium experiences at a reduced cost. And with Regal Unlimited, you don't only save money on the tickets, you will also save on your snacks. And as previously mentioned, I love snacks. The only thing that can make me love a snack more is saving money on buying a snack. Members get 10% off of all non-alcoholic concession items with membership. Regal Unlimited, all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself 
in two visits. So if you're planning to see two movies this month, join Regal Unlimited and sign up now. You can sign up in the Regal app or on regmovies.com slash unlimited. Sign up for Regal Unlimited using code buffering and earn 10% off your three-month subscription. Please let us know about all of the movies you see and how the popcorn is. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine. Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. How's everybody doing out there? How are you? Great. So glad to hear it. Um, I, I mean, we're saving what we have to last, and I can't wait another freaking second to get Joanna Robinson up here. What about you? Joanna! Joanna! Oh, She is. It's fucking Joanna Robinson. Buffering the Vampire Slayer. Hi. Joanna, hold my hand. What? What the fuck? <laughs> Joanna, hold my hand with your other hand. Okay. This is good. No! <laughs> and that is how lesbians have sex. One of you got way too excited about that joke. <laughs> Actually, just excited enough. I'm so sorry. Joanna. Kristen. I just can't. Joanna. Jenny. We're just really happy that you're here. I'm thr- delighted to be here. Your lipstick still looks great. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I put my lipstick all the way deep down in my Jenko pockets. And I was like, Joanna, you're the last guest coming up. So if my lipstick looks bad, you have to reach into the pocket for me. She's like, you got to root around in the back pocket for the lipstick. <laughs> no rooting required. Yeah, we're good. Uh, welcome to Sunnydale High School. Thanks. Charmed. Please. I, I've never been here. This never been here either. True joy for me. What was it like? What Did you have a moment to, like when you first walked in? Well, as you know, because you texted me anxiously being like, bitch, where are you? Uh, we were running a little late and I was driving and so I sabotted it and I literally shrieked out, that was that was it! That was Sunnydale High School, oh my god. And we had to, you know, UE and figure it out, but it was delightful. Yeah. Never have I been so thrilled to reach my destination. <laughs> <laughs> it's very overwhelming. There's a lot of memories here. And I know they technically weren't ours in real time, but it feels like they were our memories, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, something I like to talk about, Le- less so as time wears on because it dates me, but that I was the same age as Buffy when Buffy was airing. And so it was just very yes. important and personal to me. Yeah. Also, Wait. I'm really glad you brought me up here because um, I feel like your show really needed uh, some heterosexual representation. So 
at last! Join I mean, everyone. It's an underserved demographic, obviously. <laughs> And um, yeah, I'm just so Joanna. To... How do you feel about Xander in a speedo? Yeah, no, we're gonna talk about that. Um, <laughs> like I, I, I cannot access how I felt as a teenager because when I watch it now, I am not popcorn giffing watching Xander <laughs> walk out. I'm like, oh, Xander. <laughs> yeah, that would be Xander's jingle. Oh, oh Xander. Xander. <laughs> And then, like, later seasons, it's just like, not again, no. Sander. Yeah. Cut it out. Um, yes, I'm, I'm glad that you could weigh in as a heterosexual person. Listen, we've been silent for too long. Anyone so. else? <laughs> Is anyone else here heterosexual? <laughs> yeah, All, right. All right. Five to six people. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. I feel so blessed and right like, now. And, and honestly, sitting in this room, those five to six people are unsure if they are still heterosexual. It's a, it's a slippery slope, buffering cast. Slippery slope. <laughs> I, always, I always say, you know, people who are like, I don't know, the gays, they're gonna turn the other people gays. Everybody's like, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, no. Unless. You are correct. Watch the fuck out. <laughs> Kristen's like, do you want to know my gay agenda? I wrote a book. <laughs> oh, Joanna, yeah. you, picked a, you picked a clip. Okay, so as a representative of the straight, of, of the, the straight community, community yes. I thought that I would bring you a clip mm -hmm. that really showed how um, non-toxic mm. and, and just like really healthy mm -hmm. yeah. the heteros are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, heteros, nothing. The, the, the straights, they're okay. They are totally, <laughs> yeah. They're totally okay. So, uh, let's. <laughs> a person doesn't just wake up and stop loving somebody. Love is forever. I'm not afraid to use it, I swear. If I can't be with you. Oh my God. Don't walk away from me, bitch! Stop it! Stop it! Don't make me! All right. Just... You know you don't want to do this. Let's both... Just calm down. Now give me the gun. Don't. Don't do that, damn it! Don't talk to me like I'm so stupid! Breath. No more tears. 
That seemed fine. They're yeah, fine. that seemed good. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, that was super super. Yeah, healthy. through the through the decades, we're fine. Obviously, <laughs> over and over and uh-huh, over again, uh-huh, totally uh-huh, fine. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. When you asked me what clip I wanted to use, first of all, Jenny, I'm really sorry that we didn't have a. A trigger warning for a sousaphone. Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm okay. The band room. Didn't... I'm all right. Okay. I'm all right. <laughs> uh, when you first asked me what clip, I, am, I came back to you immediately with this. Yeah. I heard um, Evan also suggested this episode as well. So we were in like a fight, a nice fight maybe over this. No. So many feuds oh. on this stage. <laughs> and it's just endless feuds. But I'm really glad uh, Spiderbox uh, made it up here. Um, but uh, the... It was this or it was school hard. And I was like, do and school hard didn't make the rotation, so I feel like we could talk about it for a second. This is our our spike intro, our like oh. fee five fo <laughs> I smell the blood of a nice ripe girl. <laughs> Spike's oh accent 1.0. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you're like, mm-hmm. Sheffield? I don't know. What are we doing? <laughs> By way of the East End, I'm not sure, James, but I'm excited you're here. Yeah, so school hard, <laughs> school hard, incredible. But uh, I don't know. I just thought of that, like the you know them out on the balcony. It's a whole thing. And then Kristen's like, well, okay, listen, we want to pick a short clip. Can you tell me like what the time range? I was like, no, you decide. Um, and she's like, well, we're gonna do the whole thing because that way we get to watch <laughs> Buffy Call Angel, bitch. <laughs> I was like, we have to see it. It's my favorite thing in the fucking world. And then we world. also get a, we gotta get a classic Sarah Michelle Gellar angel at the end of it. I and mean, and whole... like a spectrum of snarl. Because we're like at the far end on season seven, but this is like the beginning snarl, you know? Yeah, it's, um, this is a really interesting episode. <laughs> I only have eyes for you. It's the meat of a really sort of dubious Buffy sandwich that is killed by death. <laughs> And the aforementioned Xander Nespito fishboy fish boy <laughs> episode. <laughs> so this like bu- like walled off by those things. This this episode looks great. Also shout out to uh, Maris Salinger, the great Natty Gan, future Mrs. Patton Oswald in this episode. Um, but yeah, it's it, here's here's. I mean, you didn't ask me, but I'm monologuing. Um, here's here's Joanna, why <laughs> we want to hear what you have to say. Well, here's why this episode's so important. We're in season two. Imagine you are. I know it's gonna be hard. Imagine you're a straight teenager, right? <laughs> a lot of them were. <laughs> we were imagining. Okay, remember? Okay, we were imagining that very once thing. upon a time. <laughs> we were trying so hard, <laughs> and like. You're, you're watching the show for the quips and you're watching it for Sarah's great performance and you're watching all of this, but then like also sometimes you just want to watch Angel and Buffy kiss. And we're in a bad stretch where just two episodes ago, he like killed Jenny Calendar. We're not Ooh. in a good space with Angel. So they're like, how, I know, I'm sorry. Did you see, did you see the window? I, it upset me. It's, it's upsetting. <laughs> it upset me. The first time we came here, there was just a kid doing his homework on the ground. And I was like, do you even know what happens in here? He <laughs> <You> didn't. <laughs> Did you tell him? Uh, no. <laughs> it seemed too depressing. Listen, literal child, let me tell you a story. <laughs> Once there was a techno pagan. <laughs> That's not where she dangled it no. from. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so they came, they cooked up this great scheme to uh, let's let Buffy and Angel kiss uh, whilst being possessed. 
like you do, um, <laughs> by some star-crossed uh, lovers of an inappropriate relationship from the 1950s. So, you know. I mean, it was a good fucking kiss. And like, you know, remember when Angel went over the side, but he's not dead because he's a vampire, and then he was able to heal <laughs> the trauma loop that these ghosts were on? Why not? <laughs> also, also, like, I would have just, it was really hard to not just play these whole episodes because immediately after this scene, Angelus is just, like, at his mansion, just, like, showering. He's, like, scrubbing the love off of his yeah. body. Yeah. Jenny. Something that I've never noticed before mm. uh, until I watched this scene on an enormous screen behind me. You all know Clotter Rings because you've watched the show, of course. Uh, little hands, little heart, and when you're dating somebody and they give you one, you put it so the heart goes in, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Evil Angelus isn't just wearing eyeliner now, he also is still wearing the clotter ring, but the heart is out. <laughs> he is seeking. He is on the prowl. Single and ready to mingle. Yes. <laughs> and letting people know with his clotter ring, even though he's evil. My feeling is... <laughs> but, like, where... No, but that is evil. My feeling is he did that just to mess with Spike. He's like, how's your girl? <laughs> and perhaps to mess with Buffy, too, if they ever should run into each other and get a good look at each other's fingers. Do you think he, do you think he would just, like, mess with his hair? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah super oh, yeah. sort of, like, make sure the points are pointy. And the clattering just sort of flashes in the light. Yeah. Oh, do you think that Angel has like a little a little ring dish when he washes the dishes or anything? Do you think Angel's done a dish in his life? <laughs> he probably washes his blood glasses. Mm -mm. No, you just, think he just breaks? I them? think it breaks them in the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, you're you're right. It's like you're Opa, right. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> Oh yeah. my God, I'm sorry. I'm just overwhelmed by your presence. Um, I'm just very happy to have you here. Uh, do you, were you ever in band? No, absolutely not. Only nerds are in band. <laughs> wait, What did wait. you play? <laughs> no, I was, I, was, uh, I was a drama kid. You were a drama kid. Yeah. Jenny, you are outnumbered. You know what's so fucking funny about her being like, did you do theater? Is out of every person who's been on this stage, you are the most dramatic. I don't know, Kristen. No. <laughs> wait, wait. Have met yeah. you? <laughs> I have. Wait, just wait till the end of the evening. Make your judgment then. Okay. So you were a theater kid. Yeah. Did you ever win any trophies? Mm. Theater trophies? Yeah. Uh, like just like a speech competition count. See? Yes, it does. Do you still have it? Uh, no. Do you remember what you, like, what is a speech competition? I, what is it? You, you, you get up there like a really cool kid and you recite a long Alfred Lord Tennyson poem <laughs> and you get a blue ribbon for your troubles if you stay in meter and you know, you, you are passionate. Then, did you have a varsity jacket um, for that too? No, I went, I went to, a, a, we didn't do varsity at my school. We didn't even have a football team, so. Wow. Yeah. That's like, I need an anti-patriarchy jingle for that. <laughs> I don't have no, that. no, don't worry, we had lacrosse, okay. so. <laughs> we were covered, we were covered, that's fine. Um, Joanne, are you gonna be at prom tomorrow? I am definitely gonna be at prom tomorrow. 
What is your style of dress? Are you going formal? Are you going cosplay? Are you going some kind of mix? It's, yeah, it's like Porque No Los Dos, like both together. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is a, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what everyone's going to be wearing. All of you are going to be there. I'm really excited. Kristen has already claimed one dance with me, but I am excited to see like, the rest of you guys. <clears throat> uh, Joanna, can I claim a dance with you? Uh, too? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Um, okay, well, I have, I have one more thing that I would love for you to, to do for us if you feel so inclined, mm. which is you, you did pick a scene with Angelus, um, and Angelus is known for uh, his incredible accent, and <laughs> I just was wondering, maybe you could, like, maybe you could just do a little, like, maybe what Angel would, was saying when he flipped his clottering around. I don't know, you know, like, whatever, whatever feels right to you, but if you... <laughs> Jenny... I don't know, when Jenny bears her forearm at me, how can I say no? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm not even wearing the jacket anymore. <laughs> um, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm Liam, and I'm here to break your heart. <laughs> Just like my heart was broken many decades ago. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, I mean... My accent work is poor, but I feel like it's just, it's right on par with I, David, right? I, I just like how you dot like, that you dive in by saying I'm Liam. You know what I mean? Like, that's how you, like, <laughs> you get, get into you the like, accent. Yeah, you gotta get into the <laughs> accent. Yeah, yeah. Are you, I don't know if I know this, and I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but, you know, over at Angel on Top, we have a, a kind of a long argument going about... A feud, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things in the feud, but, like, we, we have uh, some disagreements about... Angel and Buffy, Spike and Buffy. Oh. Okay, all the relationships are bad. <laughs> and they should and they should feel bad. <laughs> that being said, my heart belongs to Spike, no. obviously. I I knew your heart did, but I was just making sure that you also thought Buffy and Spike were. What's well, funny? So, uh Diana, who drove down with me today, we drove down from the Bay Area, so it was like six hours in the car, and then we're here. Uh, and I was like, hi. Um, <laughs> she, she was asking me, she's like, she's like did, did Buffy and Angel wind up together? I was like, well, it's complicated. <laughs> because Buffy is cookie dough. <laughs> she's not done. <laughs> Making yet. No. Uh, and yet, yes. <laughs> and yet, incredibly, yes. Joanna. Thank you. What a, what a joy and a delight. Aren't they amazing? Uh, How dare you? Is not Joanna Robinson incredible? The best. The absolute best. Um, I'm going to leave now. Thank you. <laughs> we love you. You know, if, if there wasn't a Joanna Robinson, there wouldn't be a buffering the Vampire Slayer. It's really true. Do you want to elaborate on that? She makes podcasts. I was listening to them. They're really good. I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> and then I harassed Kristen until she said, okay. And then I was like, you love Joanna Robinson. You may have heard this story before, but I was like, you love Joanna Robinson. We should like DM her on Twitter and ask her if she wants to be on the pod. And Jenny was like, never. And then I did it, and Joanna was like, hell yeah! And like,
like, listen, can I get real for a second? Please do. Because jo- Joanna Robinson is is a key part of the origin story, but also, you know, Jenny and I have been through, I don't know if you've heard, but we've been through a couple of things in the last six years. <laughs> and like Joanna Robinson was there in season four when we were trying to work through so much hard stuff and like, ho- like see her little face just like beaming from over there. Uh, but like, you know, Joanna just like helped us. You know, she really was such a bridge in a difficult time. So Joanna, we love you. So just, thanks Joanna. Okay, Jenny, we have we have to prepare for the big moment. Are you are you getting prepared over there? Oh yeah, I'm getting prepared. Okay. Are you getting prepared? Yeah, kind of. No, them. I was asking them. No. It's not all about you, Kristen. <laughs> right, we just have a little finagling to do, so don't panic. Ah, my cue. Yes, this is Kristen, Cr- future Kristen, speaking as the voice of God. Uh, just to let you know that we're about to roll into the PowerPoint presentation. This is your cue if you are not driving a car or otherwise occupied. Click that link. You can watch along with us. You can click the slides through with us. Uh, if you're not watching, let me tell you. Let me just tell you. You're going to hear people laugh. You're going to be able to hear people scream. You're going to hear people kind of go wild. The very first slide of this presentation states a fact which will prove by the end, Faith and Buffy had sex. It elaborates, Buffy and Faith absolutely entirely had sex on February 9th, 1999, somewhere in the town of Sunnydale, California, probably the motel, and it was great, and they loved it, and they want to do it again. The rest you'll be able to infer. So without further ado, let's get back to the show. Well, dear friends... We're here, and we're queer, Uh, and we have some very scientific findings to report to you. We have something to talk about that we've talked about before, and I'm sure we'll talk about again, but never before have we had a PowerPoint presentation to go along with it. What we would like to use the scientific method Uh, to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt to you this evening is that... (laughs) Heard of it? And not only just that, but... In greater detail... audience came out. <laughs> I, I, yes. I'll, I'll link this uh, entire PowerPoint somewhere for you all. It's very important. All right, Jenny. Wait, Listen. Jenny, where's your clipboard? It's right here. Oh, Don't worry. Jesus. I have eyes on my clipboard. This scientific presentation brought to you by Jenny Owen Youngs and Kristen Russo, 1080 PhDs. First of all, what you need to know, the price of entry. Buffy is a vampire slayer. So is Faith. No other vampire slayers, just these two. Okay? Here they are, there's Buffy. 
there's Faith. They're the only two Slayers alive. And now, for the lead up. The events taking place prior to the other events. I just, I just want everyone to know that earlier today in the hotel room, Jenny and I were just doing this by ourselves and she did that magnifying glass over her eye every time, just to me. Just for it's me. Imp, it's the only way to get to the truth, Kristen. <laughs> so what happened? Well, it's early February 1999, if you can recall a date so distant in the past or the fog of intervening years. We're in a graveyard in Sunnydale, of course. Where else would we be? And what? Buffy and Faith are underneath two vamps. Let us show you. <laughs> Whoopsie-daisy. Their legs are up in the air. A harbinger of things to come? They're not just working, they're also chatting. Buffy says, I've never done it with Xander. We are just friends. And Faith counters, what are friends for? If not, the unspoken implication for banging. They're, they're stakes. As we mentioned, they are vampire slayers. They continue to chat and Faith says, tell me you don't get off on this. And Buffy says, it didn't suck. Jenny, you see what I'm saying? You were literally running through the beam of my... <laughs> okay. Well, get a more powerful beam, Kristen. We need to get to the bottom of this. Then what happens? Well, we have to take a look at the hours in question. Probably the most important part of this PowerPoint presentation. We begin in science class at this very high school. Can you believe it? The power, the passion, the danger. The goggles and Erlenmeyer flasks. Incredible. This happened here. It's incredible. Okay. I know. Okay. So these students these science students have one hour to complete their test. One solitary hour. Now, what does this tell us? It's got to be 1, maybe 2 p.m. Pacific at the absolute latest because high school gets out in the afternoon. My high school got out at 2.15. I'm sure there's some wiggle room in this area. You did know? You, did you say wiggle room? <laughs> yes, I did. Here she comes, here comes trouble. Rap, rap, rapping at the laboratory window. It's Faith. Faith? After the teacher leaves so these students can take a honor system <laughs> test? Sure. Faith opens up this window and says, hey girlfriend, bad time? We very quickly learn that it is actually the best possible time because Buffy climbs out that very window you see in this gif, or jif. Gif. And they leave campus together. 
Faith wants Buffy to go to a vamp nest so they can slay some vamps. They're on foot. They're gonna travel to this vampire nest on foot. Now, how big can Sunnydale be? <laughs> Sources say not big. In season one, episode one, welcome to the Hellmouth Cordelia Chase, pod favorite, says, oh, where, you ask, is the bad part of town? Why, it's a half a block from the good part of town, making this town, at maximum, two blocks wide? <laughs> but let's be generous. Let's give them an hour. Right? Yeah. Take a long, easy stroll. As you can see from this scale, The evidence is irrefutable that maybe they get to the, it's irrefutable that maybe they get to the vamp nest. Uh, at 3 p.m. Pacific, then what happens? I don't know. Oh, this happens, Jenny. These girls, my favorites, show up to a crypt, kick the frigging door in, because they can, and then they whip their steaks out in unison. At the same time. At the same time, my good people. Okay, there's actually an important clue, other than this just being a golden moment in uh, television history that I would watch on an eternal loop. There's an important clue in this gif or jib. Uh, Kristen, do you know what it is? I have an idea, Jenny. Yeah, well, we made the presentation together, so it makes sense that you would have an idea, but look! Look at this sunlight! <laughs> it looks even more sunny through my magnifying glass, actually. And this is important, because I did a little research. You know, and it turns out that the sun set in Santa Barbara, which we all know is IRL Sunnydale at 5.36 p.m. And that sunlight that we just saw, Kristen, show it to me again. That's not the sunlight of a sunset. It is broad frigging day. You could get a tan in that sun. You, I mean, Angel can't, Spike can't, Drusilla can't, Darley can't. Okay, but uh, Faith and Buffy could. I don't think that's what they're gonna be getting up to in this presentation, but they could. The point is, it's friggin' early, isn't it? Yeah, it's wicked early. Hard cut from this scene to what, Kristen? If only, I mean, those, these are so, Kristen found these beautiful icons and they're so realistic. But if only we could see what the real situation looked like. Oh wait, we can! Because I, think, I think it looks the same. GIF technology, yeah, it's the, it's the same photo. Yeah. Uh, no, I beg of thee, dear audience, 
look at these women. Look at what is involved in this dancing. Grinding, thrusting, a hair toss. When you toss your own hair while you're dancing, it's not 5 p.m. in the afternoon. It's not six or seven, it is at bare fucking minimum. 8 p.m., but my friends, it's not. You know, it's later. But let's just be generous, okay, and say that maybe it's 8 p.m. We have a five-hour window, people. We've got to fill that window with something, don't we? What happened? What could they have done to pass the time? We know they didn't go to the sporting goods store because later, when they're staking out Balthazar's lair, Faith is surprised and delighted to see a sporting goods store. So that is definitely not what they got up to. Perhaps, perhaps they were hungry. We all know, it's been well documented, that slaying makes slayers two things. And one of them is hungry. Oh, okay, so let's consider the options, right? Maybe. This is not intended to bait you, actually, but well done, Kristen. Maybe they had a muffin at the espresso pump on State Street. What do you think, Kristen? Uh, I think that would take about 20 minutes tops, Jenny. This muffin looks like it came out of a plastic wrapper, so maybe a couple minutes to unwrap it. Maybe they shared it, you know? It's possible. Maybe they talked about how much they love blueberries. 20 minutes, okay. Yeah, that's not enough time. Maybe they wanted some ribs. But unlikely, because again, later in the episode, Faith suggests that they get ribs. And even Faith, I don't think, eats two sets of ribs in a 24-hour period. You know, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if anyone could do it, it would be her, but I agree. 60 minutes at most. Okay, now what if they just decide they're feeling very powerful, they've slayed a lot of vamps. Mm -hmm. Kristen? Mm -hmm. What if? <laughs> I'm observing. So this is a, this is a cake, and uh -huh. that's an ice cream cone. Uh-huh. A pickle, uh -huh. a piece of cheese, and some salami. The five food groups, all represented here. But even if Faith and Buffy balled out and had a five-course lunch, how long could it take? Absolutely no longer than two hours. 120 minutes at most. Which would still leave a gaping void of three hours. Good, good, good. What did they do? Kristen? Well, maybe like some of... Just like a little, oh. a little bit, like, oh, okay. Some of that, or maybe like. Sure. <laughs> the pixels. <laughs> the pixels on Jenny and Marina. It's. <laughs> She's like, Jenny. She is. I'm so sorry I'm pixelated. Definitely. 
Maybe. They, maybe, they, maybe they had some fucking Totinos, yeah, okay? Maybe they chased their five-course lunch with some Totinos. Pizza snacks. Uh, we think you know what they did. We think you know. And here, what did they do? Well, there they are. Well, we're wearing lab coats. You have a magnifying glass. I do, actually. We've done research. We've done math. Yes. And I think that we have proved once and for all that Buffy and Faith absolutely entirely had sex on February 9th, 1999, somewhere in the town of Sunnydale, California, probably the motel, and it was great, and they loved it, and they want to fucking do it again. Okay. Yes. Do you believe us? Okay. All right. High five. Let me put my microphone my, and my magnifying. Okay. Oh, we supposed to freeze frame like they do? We did it! Wow. wow. You thought you were coming to just a chill podcast. But then we made a PowerPoint presentation. Now, remember when I was like, so Jenny's a little dramatic. I mean, a couple of points, right? I get a couple of points. I don't know what you mean. I know I'm like resting position dramatic, but... That's true. But it's like, when Jenny gets going, you know, it, it reaches higher levels than I could ever hope to reach. We, um, when you came in here tonight, you got a little card. Now's the time, now's the, yeah. You, don't, I, don't, okay. Deploy the card. Take, take your time, take, I'm gonna move these chairs back. You can all get your cards. Okay, so I have a couple of, you might recognize these. They're graduation caps. Um, they say 2022 on them, which is this year, and it's also um, the year of season seven for us, and it's the year of season seven. Well, it's okay, it's okay. Don't, it's okay, it's gonna be okay. Well, we have two very wonderful humans who have not been up on the stage with us yet who are a massive part of the buffering experience, and we want them to come up here with us I know I can't get the graduation cap on my head. I don't know who can, but we're gonna do our best. Alba. <laughs> Mac. Hooray. Um, hi. Come on, come over here to the mic. Hello, hi. Hello. Uh, we were hoping that you might take a graduation cap. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and we were hoping that you might sing the alma mater of Sunnydale High School with us at Sunnydale High School. Absolutely. Here. Oh, the house lights. Could we? we Could we have the house lights? That would be such a treat for us. Thank you, Larry.
Under banners gold and burgundy With values strong and bright Of your virtue and your glory We will sing with all our might Till the earth swallows the city walls You will have our loyalty Sunny day that could possibly ever express how much both of you have done over the last couple of years. And to be here in Sunnydale High School with both of you, we've never gotten to hug Alba ever. Yeah. Alba and I, when we first met each other, I was like, I thought you were shorter. And she was like, I thought you were taller. <laughs> um, it is just a joy to have you. So thank you for being here. And um, hey, do you want to know who's DJing tomorrow night? Do you want to tell them your DJ name? For I should tell them? Okay, Alba's, Alba texted Jenny and I and was like, okay, so, so serious. So my DJ name is DJ Salty Spice 93. Thank you both so much. We love you. Fuck yes. I don't really have like that much more to say. That was the end of the show. But I just wanted to like take a moment with you, Jenny, you know? Just a moment. To Hello. be here in the space together. Yes. And to say thank you fucking so much for being here. Thank you so much. You are so important to us in our lives. And getting to be in the place where the show was made, a show that like sits in our hearts very deeply and like has carried so many people in this room through very difficult times and very beautiful times is very powerful. And we are very excited to, you know, be making this podcast. You've given us a very big gift. So thank you so much. And thank you for being here tonight. Yeah, hell yeah. 
All right. Uh, would you like to oh do the thing? Yeah, we should probably do the thing. Well, yeah. it's been an honor and a privilege. The thing is howl out, okay? <laughs> what if they didn't know? They know. Wait, I want to put my jacket on. All right, Jenny. Okay. Everybody ready? Beautiful friends. Till next time. Ah. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.